Welcome, welcome to the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and you have found the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. Yep, Fika, that freedom that you and I as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that freedom we have to know him more deeply, more personally, more richly, moment by moment and day by day. Experience him in scripture. To hear his voice, that freedom to follow him and that freedom to share him with others. I'm really looking forward to these coming chats here at the kitchen table. It's a subject that uh, is very near and dear to my heart, and that is 50 things the Holy Spirit does. 50 things that that wonderful Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, also referred to as the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of Grace, the one self-same Holy Spirit, 50 things that He does. And why is that important for us in our walk with the Lord? Well, as we know what He desires to do, we can, for the first part, yield to Him, submit our will to His will, to what He has revealed in Scripture, that he desires to do, has done, or will do. And on the other side, we don't find ourselves trying to do those things that the Holy Spirit has been assigned to do. It allows us to walk in a freedom from trying to, quote, make it happen when it's something that someone else is going to do, and that someone else is the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that moment you believed in your heart that God raised Christ Jesus from the dead. At that moment, you became right with God. You became born again. The Spirit of God dwells in you because of that. You have become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the first fruit of that conversion, of that experience, is that you can freely confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord. By the way, these 50 things aren't in any particular order. They probably could be, but they're not. So I'll just take them as I have them here listed. And it's going to be interesting to see how many chats it's going to take here at the kitchen table to be able to go through these 50 things the Holy Spirit does. Well, now it's, let's see, part number 18, and we're going to begin with point 44. He, that precious person of the Holy Spirit, enables some to preach the gospel. We're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. It was revealed to them that their services, their prophecies, their preachings regarding grace were not meant for themselves and for their time, but for you. In these things, the death, resurrection, and glorification of Jesus Christ, which have now been told to you by those who preached the gospel to you by the power of of the Holy Spirit who was sent from heaven. Into these things even the angels long to look. Yes, in fact, it was disclosed to those who, by the Holy Spirit, were in service to God 
and who were not proclaiming things meant for themselves and only for that period of time, but the gospel that was meant for you. It's these very things which have now already been made plainly known to you by those who preach the good news. What is that? The good news is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how they preach to you by the same Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Look how special we are to God here. These are things that angels longed to be able to see. But God used those who, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit sent by God from heaven, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, by that power, the gospel was preached. And faith was stirred in people's hearts, and they willingly said, yes, from the heart, and became God's children. So that Holy Spirit will enable to preach the gospel. Point 45, he, the Holy Spirit, moves us. Well, what do we mean? Let's look at it. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. For no prophecy, no proclamation was ever made by an act of human will, but by men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. What's it saying? Well, no prophecy originated because someone willed it, some human being, some man or woman willed it. It did not come by human impulse. But men and women spoke from God, who were born along, carried along, moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. When I think about this being moved by the Holy Spirit, speaking as moved by the Holy Spirit, being impelled by the Holy Spirit, I also think about in 2 Corinthians 5.14 that God's love compels us to what? To share. We can see in Acts 18.5 that the Spirit compelled them. They were compelled. They were moved. They were motivated. They were they were led by the Spirit to do what? To testify the mighty works of Jesus Christ. Yes, there are those who are anointed to proclaim the gospel, but we all have the Spirit's ability to testify about the great and glorious things that God has done in our life, not just our born-again experience, as important as that is, but what God is doing in our lives at any particular moment. May the Holy Spirit make us aware of what he is doing in our lives so that when we're motivated by God's love, when we're compelled by the Spirit to testify, that we'll recognize it is the person of the Holy Spirit who will move us to speak. He will put words in our mind that we can speak out. God knows the heart of the hearer, and he knows what word is necessary for that person at that particular time. What's, what's exciting about this is it's not theoretical. It's not just having been born again, but it's being used by the Spirit frequently, regularly, led by him continually to testify of his goodness, the goodness of God 
to those around us. Point 46, he, the Holy Spirit, knows the things of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man and spirit within him? So also, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Think about it now. What person perceives, what person knows, what person understands what passes through a man's thought? Well, nothing other than the man's own spirit within him. And in the same way, no one discerns, no one comes to know, no one comes to fully comprehend the thoughts of God except by the Spirit of God. So we don't have to depend upon alone, standing alone in our own reasoning, our own ability, common sense, intellectual prowess to understand the things of God. No, those are good things, but if we're going to truly discern and come to know and comprehend the thoughts of God that are far above our thoughts, then we're going to need the Holy Spirit to do that. He's the revealer. He's the teacher. He's the one that, that shows us the truth of Jesus Christ. He's the one that reveals Christ to us in the Scripture. He's the one that reveals God to us in Scripture. Oh, that the Spirit of God would flow richly in each of us today and reveal to us, according to Scripture, what are God's thoughts? What are God's thoughts toward you today? What are God's thoughts toward others today? And what does God want to speak through you today to those around you? Okay, we're done now with part 18.46. Let me pray for you before we go. Father, I thank you for everyone who's here with me at the kitchen table. And Father, I pray that your good, perfect, and acceptable will be done for them, in them, and through them to others today. In Jesus' name, good day.